Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show presented to you by the Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. First half of Spock Sports Show, we're going to talk about where all of our local teams are at record-wise with boys and girls high school hoops. Then we're going to start to take, you know, a closer look at districts, talk about some of the records for teams and who I think might be the favorites as we start to work towards district play in the month of February for boys and girls high school hoops. In the second half of Spock Sports Show, catching back up with Coach Cam Gatrill in Beale City. Had a tough week last week, losing two to McBain and McBain NFC, both on the road. A couple big more games coming up this week versus Ross Common on Wednesday and Manton later in the week. The first thing I got to talk about, if you haven't seen it, it's been all over the mid-Michigan news headlines. 2020 Ithaca standout Brady Hesbrook is 20 years old, passing away this past weekend. Just uh, all you can really say is, you know, thoughts, prayers are, are with the Ithaca community, the Ithaca football community, and all of his family and friends. It's just you know. Just sucks. There's not really a good way to say it. Again, thoughts going out to the Ithaca community and rest in peace, Mr. Brady Hesbrook, a, a football legend in the mid-Michigan area. And, you know, I will give him the the honor that he is due in the coming weeks as we talk with some, you know, folks that were part of that Ithaca football program, buddy Jeremy Woodcock and some others. I know they're starting a foundation in his name and I'll, you know, try and do everything I can to, to be heavily involved in that. Ithaca, one of those, you know, fringe teams that don't do a whole lot of deep coverage on them, but we talk about them and definitely a lot during football season. And so thought Thoughts, you know, are with the community and the football community down there. A rest in peace to Mr. Brady Hasbrook. But what's great about sports is, you know, I don't want to say it makes you forget about that kind of stuff, but, you know, it takes you away from it for a while. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about here, the the kind of same old thing, getting into the sports. In the second half of Spock Sports Show, I'm catching up with Coach Cam Gatrill. When I do, towards the end of it, him and I will talk a little little mental health stuff as well, as he was fortunate enough to to, to know some of the Hasbrooks back in the day when they were coaching at Montebello. So again, we'll have more coming on that in the coming weeks and give that, you know, legend the respect that it is due. But let's take that deep dive into boys and girls high school hoops. And we'll start with the Mount Pleasant girls. They bested Davison on Friday, 52-29. They're now 10-4 on the season. Third place in the Saginaw Valley at 4-2, which is just really impressive. Just a loaded Saginaw Valley. They play Petoskey and Saginaw High this week. Won't be at either of those games. Probably catching up with them again in districts. In their districts, it's going to be loaded. Got Bay City Central at 1-13. Midland High at 2-12. Yeah, it's kind of a shocker to everybody out there. Then you got Bay City Western 12-2 and and Midland Dow at 9-5. and And I was talking with the head coach from Bay City Western, just kind of at the point, anybody but Dow is kind of how everybody feels going into that district. But you look at the favorites, and there's kind of three of them, Bay City Western, Midland Dow, and Mount Pleasant. If you're Mount Pleasant, it doesn't really matter if you get the bye. You're probably going to have to open up or play Midland Dow or Bay City Western in that second game. So just get ready for a tough district. But the great news for the Mount Pleasant girls, it is at home. And against that 12-2 Bay City Western team, they almost had them beat earlier this year, falling to them 51-49. So they could definitely win that district. But you asked me for a favorite in that one, I'm going to say, well... There's three. Bay City Western's 12-2. and two. Mount Pleasant's really good. They're going to be at home. And well, Midland Dow's won that district the last several years. Kind of, you know, they're the champ until you beat them. Mount Pleasant boys, they're 9-4 and four after falling to Davison on Friday, 58-42. to 42. They have just one game this week versus Saginaw High on Friday. It's at home, and we will be there for that coverage. Going to be a big game in the Saginaw Valley. Determine who could, you know, win that Saginaw Valley North. As far as the districts go for Mount Pleasant, they're at Midland Dow, and it's, it's interesting. Bay City Central is 7 
seven and five. Bay City Western four and nine. Midland High is zero and twelve. Really been struggling this year. But Midland Dow, they are eight and five. However, their first four games of the season all had to come via forfeit. So there's some you know squirrely stuff going on. I don't even want to say squirrely. There's some stuff going on over there with some homeschool kids. Maybe some miscommunication with them and the MHSA. But they had to forfeit four of those five losses. Their only loss is to one of the top ranked teams in the state, Grand Blank. And so you're looking at that district. He asked me who's going to be the favorite. Well, I'm going to tell you too. It's going to be the Mount Pleasant boys and Midland Dow. And those two teams match up February 10th in Midland at Midland Dow. We will be there for that game. That could go a long way in deciding who could be the favorite in that district. But again, it's at Midland Dow, which gives them, you know, a little extra squeak of an advantage. So Mount Pleasant girls 10 and 4 on the season. Mount Pleasant boys 9 and 4 on the season. And in my opinion, both have a decent chance to win their district. Let's head north on 127 to Claire talk about the Pioneers. Claire boys are 4 and 8 on the year as they lost to Shepard on Friday 44 to 34. They play Gladwin and Pinkine this week. A couple chance for them to pick up some Jack Pine Conference victories. They've been much better with Miles Haggard back. Said it was 44-34 last Friday. Their game earlier this year versus Shepard without Miles Haggard was 48-16. Their district is at Ogama Heights, and there is a clear favorite here. You've got your 4-8 Pioneers, your 6-6 Gladwin, 6-7 Midland Bullet Creek, 7-4 Ogama Heights, and then a 12-0 Standish Sterling team. It was actually Standish who knocked out, I believe it was a 19-1 Claire team last year in the district finals. Claire girls, they're 8-7. They bested Shepard on Friday, 54-38, and just like the boys, Gladwin and Pecanning this week, their district, very similar, and yeah, very similar. Gladwin, Midland Bullet Creek, Ogama Heights, and Standish. Two, well, the one favorite's going to be Standish. They're 14-1, and one, but other than that, Claire girls will be the only other team with a winning record in that district, so might not have to face Standish till the district finals. Now let's drive... On 127, down to Shepard and stay in the Jack Pine Conference. Shepard girls 8-8 eight eight on the season. They fell to Claire this past Friday, 54-38, as I just mentioned. This week, they play Harrison, who's 3-11, and then a really tough matchup against 14-1 Sanford Meridian. McLaughlin girl putting up, you know, 25-30 a game some nights. And their district play is going to be at Belding, and Belding will be the favorite. They're 10-4. Also there is Central Montcalm, Howard City, Tri-County, who's 1-14. And then Elma, watch out for them at 8-6. But they do play in a really tough conference much more difficult than Belding. That's one of those Belding could go into that at 16-4. and Elma would be 12-8 and eight, and I wouldn't be surprised if Elma did best them. So you ask me for the favorite in that district? I'm saying the Elma Panthers, despite Belding have a couple more wins than them. The Elma Panthers just play in a really, really tough conference. Stan with Shepard to talk about the boys basketball team. We're off to their best start since Andrew Silverthorne was running the point. They're now 13-1. and one. They beat Claire 44-34 Friday. They play 6-7 and seven, Sanford Meridian, but with the Malloy kid back, they, they, they're going to be much better. And also take on 1-9 Harrison later this week. When it comes time to district play, it's going to be them and Elma. The other teams in the district, Howard City, Tri-Counties 5-6, and six, Belding's 2-11, and 11, and the whole Central Montcalm is 2-11. and 11. And you've got 8-4 and four Elma and 13-1 and one Shepard. Well, why isn't Shepard the big favorite? Well, they're one loss to 8-4 and four Elma. And just as I mentioned with Elma and Belding, the Elma boys play in a really, really tough conference. They will be battle-tested. It's going to be one of those I think they'll be well-prepared, having lost to Elma, their only loss on the year one of those always hard to beat a team twice and I think that could hold true for the Shepherd boys against the Elma Panthers in so despite that being their one loss on the year without outstanding they've been on the year they're going to be very very confident heading into that district championship game 
Let's drive into Mount Pleasant, talk a little Sacred Heart Academy basketball. The boys are currently 8-3 and three on the year. They play Merrill and Vesterberg this week, both teams that will be in their district. But as far as the MSAC play goes, they're right there with Carson City Crystal. Montebello is still undefeated in conference play. Sacred Heart will get another chance at them on the 10th of February. As far as districts go, got 8-5 and five Breckenridge, 6-7 and seven Vesterberg, 2-11 and 11 Coleman, and 4-8 and eight Merrill, and 4-6 and six Midland Bullet Creek. Well, good news for Sacred Heart Academy. They beat the four teams in conference, Breckenridge, Vesterberg, Coleman, and Merrill. And Breckenridge has bested Midland Calvary Baptist, not Midland Bullet Creek, pardon me, Midland Calvary Baptist a couple times already this season. So Sacred Heart be a big favorite in their district, despite what happens if they don't finish top of the MSAC conference. But the big game's coming up for them, February 10th versus Montebello and February 15th versus Carson City Crystal. Sacred Heart girls are 9-4 and four on the year. They play Merrill tomorrow, Vesterberg later this week. They're currently in third place in the MSAC, and them and Carson City Crystal both looking up at a really, really good St. Charles team this year. And we will have the Sacred Heart Girls a little bit later in February as they take on the aforementioned Carson City Crystal. I believe it is a Valentine's night at Sacred Heart Academy. Their districts are going to feature 4-10 and Montebello, 7-6 and Big Rapids Crossroads Academy, 4-9 Coleman, 3-11 and Vesterberg, and 10-3 and Marion. But Marion? Yeah, playing that same conference as Big Rapids Crossroads Academy, Baldwin, Mastie. I think so. Don't play a whole lot of competition over there. I'll feel safe in saying that the Sacred Heart girls will be the favorites in that district that will be played at Montebello. That leaves us just a couple teams to talk about, the Beale City Aggies. So I won't touch a whole lot on the Beale boys. I'm talking with Coach Gam Gatrell about them in the second half of Spock Sports Show. But the Beale girls, they're 10-5. They fell to McBain this last Friday. It's the first 10-win season since going back to 2015. So congratulations to Coach Fletcher and to the crew. They play Roscommon and Manton this week. Two teams that they won a very close games with earlier this week. In their district, it is the most loaded of any that I have looked at. I mentioned Claire and Stanton girls. They only had you know two teams with a winning record. Well, everybody's got 10 wins in this district. You've got 10 and 5 Beale City. You've got 11 and 3 Hemlock. You've got 10 and 5 St. Louis. You've got 12 and 2 Saginaw Valley Lutheran. But the favorite is going to be Sam from Meridian. It's 14 and 1. You heard me talk about the McLaughlin girl earlier this year. Put up 25-30 a game. She's just a sophomore, but just a loaded district for the Beale City girls this year. And the Beale City boys, well, not so loaded for their district. We'll talk about that in a minute. They're 10-3 on the year. They lost both games last week to McBain NMC and McBain High. Play Roscommon Wednesday. We'll be there for that game and then man, later this week. Their districts, well, only Beaverton with a winning record at 8-5. and five. Then you have 6-7 and seven Meridian. and the Malloy kid coming back from an injury. They could end up being a lot better towards the end of the year. 1-10 Farwell and 3-9 and Pinconnings. The, the Jack Pine Conference that the Beale City boys are going to have to play. Talk about that and much more with Cam Gatrill in my interview with him coming up. But that's where our teams are at right now. Pretty darn good year of high school basketball so far in the mid-Michigan area. Time for a break here on Spock Sports Show. Coming to you from the Barberry Law Firm at Mobile Sports Studios. When I come back, all about the Beale City Aggie boys. Talking with Coach Cam Gatrill. You're listening to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got legal questions... And you don't know what to do. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or, God forbid, a 
loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show. Let's get right into my interview with Coach Cam Gatrell talking about the Beale City Boys basketball season and so much more. And also, you know, I'm talking the end, a little mental health stuff as well. Let's get right into that interview with Coach Cam Gatrell. Tough week last week. Let's start with talking to, you know, 60-43 loss to McBain. You guys beat them 54-29 earlier this year. Just kind of your thoughts on that. Well, there's some, I mean, they, they had um, they had a 6 7, 6 8 kid that was out earlier in the year, and he's a difference maker on both ends. People kind of focus on yeah, points he scores and what we got to do as far as defensive attention to him, but he's just a game changer on the defensive end for them. We get to, pass, we get to the rim and he's there. Um, so he, him being back was different, and, and uh, we, we were not healthy either. We got a, we got a, um, a kid or two that are out that were out and it just but it was a four point game in the third quarter so um it was a tough fought game and we didn't they, they beat us um we didn't deserve to win the game but this is a solid team and when they're all together and healthy they, they have two or three kids that are tough tough covers yeah haver camp down like I said he was missing in that first game you just had a big kid in the middle it, it just kind of changes everything and i like how you brought it up you think about offense him getting the ball well, defense you throw him in the middle of the lane driving the lane becomes a totally different ball game well, they did a good job of switching him out so he would he would send his whoever was he was guarding he would send out to the guy in the perimeter so he stayed he stayed all he stayed block to block the whole night um it's tough to you get to the rim and he's there you got to find a good kick out and if you don't shoot the ball well which we didn't um you struggle you guys also fell to McBain NMC last week and had ever a close game before that how big of a factor you talked about some health issues too but three straight games on the road and some long bus trips going to McBain NMC and then back to McBain how big of a factor was that Oh, we, we kind of circled the beginning of the year and I think I talked to you about it you know that it was going to be a tough stretch I knew it beginning of the year Everett's real solid team and NMC's healthy now too they got their the, the zoo kids back six five two guard point guard is back and it was that was a tie ball game with a minute and a half left oh. um so I mean just got to finish those games and rebound the ball a little better but that's sometimes that comes down to physics you know it's all about I mean they're, they got six sevens and six eights and you know you got to do everything right and, and I didn't even mention this earlier but a lot of times offensive rebounds are hard to come by so you're one and done you know so you got to make sure you knock those shots down if you don't you struggle yeah, it's like I'm sure, uh, just like me, you can probably still shoot the ball a little bit, but you throw Havercamp on us from McBain, and uh, we're, we're not scoring a lot, are we? <laughs> yeah, and you got and you got to shoot a high percentage. You know, I mean, if you're going to beat those, they're quality teams. There's those, both those teams can make a long run. Um, I, honestly, I really feel like both of them could make a long run and will just by the way they played this last week. They gave us everything, and I know they're ready for us, but. Um, we took some hard punches last week or this week. Yeah, and with how, last week. with how much success, you know, like this particular group of kids had, you know, like I said, you don't got a ton of seniors, but I just think about, you know, the football runs, the, the, the baseball runs we've had the last couple of years. For this team to lose two in a row, do you think maybe it was a, like a good little test for them? Like they're going to be really pumped up going into this game Wednesday, aren't they? I think so. I mean, it, sometimes you find out, you know, what, what a kid or what a team in general is made of when you when you get knocked. I was telling, you know, when you get punched in the mouth, you got to, I'm bad in hell, but you got to fight back, you know. And you know we're we're at that point where you know we got punched the last couple of games, and we got to fight back. We got to get back to drum board and figure out what we do well, what we don't do well, and what we don't do well, we got to work on. Yep. You know, so 
don't know. We'll see. They're, they're tough kids. I don't, I'm not really all that worried, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to bounce back and play well. Yep, and uh, you guys are still 10-3. and three. You know, I'm dogging. It seems like mm-hmm. I'm dogging on a little bit. You guys are still off to just a fantastic start, and it's still a really young squad. Who have been uh, some of the leaders on this team this year? Somebody hasn't maybe listened to one of our earlier podcasts. Um, I, I don't – it's kind of – I mean, Scout, Caden Scouts is definitely leader, and Braylon's the other captain, and Josh Wilson's the, the third captain. But, you know, Caden Smith has, has had battled health issues this year. Um, but he's he's a vocal leader that's been good with the young kids and and the young kids are still just kind of learning and I don't know that we have necessarily a leader but the team chemistry is good we've been a good camaraderie I feel like uh, you know as far as you know that going forward I, I think you know Southie um, Caden Strauss is definitely someone that's kind of quiet but he's, the kids follow his lead by how tough he is. Yeah, speaking of, you know, you guys played Sacred Heart Academy a couple weeks ago, and he was having a battle down low with big Josiah Howell, and maybe giving up, what, 50 pounds there? And just, you know, he doesn't give an inch. He is just, like you said, it's it's all a mindset with him, and obviously he's in great shape, you know, a Mason guy, mm-hmm. but he said he's – how much does his mindset help your team? Ah, he's just a tough, he's a blue-collar, hard-working, everything he has, and you know, on the court with me and in the football field and whatnot is because of work. Um, he's raised that way. That's how he is and how his family is. So it's uh, definitely, definitely good to have on your team a kid like that that's just a, a leader by example, a blue-collar tough kid. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you play an open gym with him, you probably get a little frustrated because even that game he probably plays. <laughs> like He's probably playing it like it's his last game. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not going to – he's not gonna, He's not going to back down into anybody. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, talk a little bit about a couple of those underclassmen. Uh, Owen McKinney, you, you know, your youngster, Cam Gatrill, was watching you guys in the Sacred Heart Academy game. Those guys just kind of flying around on the perimeter. I'm thinking, man, these guys are going to be playing together for three more years. Uh, t- talk about those two as a, maybe being a potential backcourt together, you know, going forward. I noticed they both shape, buzz their heads together, too, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Drake, Drake got paid to do that. He, he negotiated a three hundred dollar payment. So all right, all right, <laughs> yeah. But but they because uh, it was another kid that had him do it. But he it was a kid, Lake City kid that wanted it done before their game. So <laughs> but Owen Owen did it. It was a fantasy football thing. All but right. they they're both young and athletic and and play the game tough. And um, Drake's you know got four years and Owen's got three. So I, I'm assuming. And then there's some kids on the JV and and it should be fun for the next few years. Looking at districts, you know, it's it's you guys in the Jackpine Conference. And I always joke, it's my job to look ahead, your job not to look ahead. But I'm sure it's something you thought about. Like I said, it's Beaverton, it's Farwell, it's been conning, it's Sanford Meridian. You know, you look at the conference, obviously Beaverton, Sanford Meridian towards the top there. What are you expecting from uh, the Jackpine district, I'll say? Well, I mean, from what I've seen so far, because I haven't seen a ton, I'm just getting a little bit of stuff on them, but. Beaverton, you know, Roy's always going to play good defense. I mean, they they try to slow the pace up, and they're going to try to grind you, run you through a lot of screens and, and whatnot. And uh, Pink County had a couple kids back from that they do have this year from last year's team that I was impressed with. They had a, a point guard that I think is going to be a sophomore this year. He was I remember he was tough in the tournament last year. And Harrison, I'm just starting to get a little bit on them. And Farwell, same thing. And, and Meridian has the two returners, the uh, Metzger and uh, Malloy, um, that are extremely tough covers and it kind of remind me of McBain with Roden Bow and and uh Haberkamp you know like the same type of skill sets the same type of big same type of big point guard and a big 
six foot six, six foot seven center that can move. Um, so yeah, they're it's gonna be a tough district. You know, I, I think Meridian's won it the last couple of years, so they're probably the team to beat if you're asking me that. Yeah, well, and they're also at home as well, too. And I really like that comparison Correct. with McBain and Sanford. Because like I said, you think about Metzger, he's not a guy who's going to kill you from five feet out beyond the three-point line. He's going to kill you because he's 6'2", he's athletic, and he can get to anywhere on the floor. And then he had him Malloy down low. Like I said, very. I didn't see Haver can't play, but I've seen Malloy play the last couple of years. A big said, very skilled big guy. And somebody, every time you look up and see him in you know the, the, the districts for the few years he's there, you just kind of like, oh, really, i got to deal with that kid again. Yeah, yeah, they're both uh, the, uh, I was just, when I was watching film this last week with McBain and whatnot, I was just kind of like, had a little bit on Stanford. Man, there's a strong comparison between those two teams. Yeah, but yeah, I say maybe that'll have you guys prepared well for districts. And the last thing I got to ask you about, uh, really, really crappy news for anybody who's a mid-Michigan sports fan. Uh, Brady Hesbrook, you know, pass, passing away this weekend. It's one of those things that, it, you know, sports, you, you know, you think about it just being, it is just a game. You know, we treat it so much more than that all the time, and it can be such a great escape for things as well. But when you, you know, see something like that happen, it's just, uh, just, just a terrible, terrible thing. And I just got, you know, I know you were somewhat familiar with them. I just want to give you, the, you know, a moment to talk about mental health because sports can help with that and it's, it's such an important thing in life like I said sometimes you just sit back and realize these are just games we're playing for fun I first and foremost I, I know I've known Terry for a long time coached at Montebello years and years before and, and uh, he's a great man and, and I've heard nothing but wonderful things about his son and my heart goes out to their, their family um, but I been doing this for 20 years and I've seen a lot of a lot of different things and you know I think more and more that just becoming aware of that a lot of people have things going on that are hidden within them and the ability to address that and look at that and, and try to help these young kids through life because there's a lot of things that go through social media now that just didn't happen when we were kids and, and uh, we need to be aware of the mental pieces that they need to get through to get through life because sometimes they don't see it that way they see it on a day-to-day basis and they don't see that things can get better and we can help and I think as adults we need to make sure we're very aware of that and look at the whole situation and make sure we communicate with our kids and understand and I have Drake on my team and I have a lot of communication with them and trying to make sure you know what's going on to help them get through life yeah, and it's one of those, you know, everybody's got to remember, you know, you're never alone. There's always somebody you can call. There's always somebody that, that's, that's going to be there for you to reach out. And that is, yeah. you know, the, the social media has become, you know, an issue with that stuff. But it can also be a benefit, you know, because there are those mm-hmm. resources as well out there using the Internet as well that can be free for people who are, you know, in those situations. And whenever I'm talking with Annie Sanders from United Way, we always talk about, you know, anybody that's having any trouble to call 211. And they're going to connect you, you know, with the correct resource that's needed. So, you know, I do, thanks yeah. so much for, for talking about that for a minute. Like I said, a, a tough thing to talk about, but mental health is so important. I think the thing you talked about are with some of these young kids, the things that are kind of hidden within, maybe because of mm-hmm. something that's happening on a social media or the Internet or something like that. It's, you know, very, very important. You know, Sean and I used to make fun of uh, Tina Sawyer, or the commercial that played where she's, you know, sometimes you just have to ask people, are you OK? You, you know, correct. that, that, that oh, yeah. general question. It's mm-hmm. one of those. It's such a basic question we kind of you kind of roll your eyes at it but when you look somebody in the face and you know you think something's wrong you look right directly in their eyes and you ask them are you okay that that that's what needs to happen sometimes i feel like and we all have our battles we all have our struggles you know and just some you just gotta look at it and you gotta own up and you gotta help each other out through through life you know life can be a struggle it has ups and downs you know and, and we all got to be there for each other Yep, and I thank you so much for being there for so many youngsters, Coach Gatrell. And I uh, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me and you know talk about this little bit of a tough topic, man. I really, really appreciate it. No worries. Anytime, man. I'm here for you. All right. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. We'll yep. see you guys Wednesday yep. versus Roscommon. All right. Thanks.
Another big, big thank you to Coach Gatriel taking some time to chat with me. Again, you know, standing on kind of a tough subject there, but something I need to talk about in the mid Michigan area. And, you know, we'll talk about it more as we go on. My buddy Jeremy Woodcock, who is, you know, an Ithaca guy, we'll be talking with him in the next few weeks about the memorial that they're going to be starting for Brady. You know, it's one of those times the only thing you can say is just thoughts and, you know, prayers going out to that family, that community for dealing with a, a loss of just a, a great, great kid, great, great person. So just uh, rest in peace, Brady Hesbrook, and, you know, thoughts. Thoughts again to the family and all of his friends that are dealing with such a tragic loss. Thanks so much. Tune into Spock Sports Show, brought to you by Barbary Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Be back with you next week with another Spock Sports Show. Same place, same time. Buck 92 at 7 p.m. on Monday and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.